0: You're listening to Podketeers.
1: Welcome to episode 296 of Podketeers. It's armchair Imagineering time again as we take on Galaxy's Edge. Definitely a fun episode as we presented our top ideas for what we would do to this land. And I know, it's kind of ambitious since it hasn't even been open a full year yet, but we're taking it on anyway. Plus, we posted additional content exclusively for the FGP squad where we continue the armchair imagineering process as we discuss a further array of ideas including musical acts, parades, races, becoming a Jedi, holograms, and I talk about my idea on how to honor the original trilogy while still maintaining the integrity of the current timeline. This additional content, again, is exclusive to the FGP Squad. And in case you didn't know, the FGP Squad is an awesome group of listeners just like you that help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon. And it's that support that helped make these episodes of PodKeteers happen. If you want more info on how to join, all you have to do is go to podcateers.com slash FGP for more info. And to all of the members of the FGP Squad, thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued support. We'd love to hear your thoughts on anything that we talk about and you can join the conversation just by leaving a comment on the blog post for this episode at podcasters.com/two slash 296 or on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Just search for Podcasters. Before we get this episode off the ground, we'd like to take an opportunity to thank FreshBooks for their support in sponsoring this episode. FreshBooks is the easy-to-use invoicing software designed to help freelancers and small business owners just like us get organized, save time invoicing, and get paid faster. Because who doesn't want to get paid? To try FreshBooks free for 30 days, head over to gofreshbooks.com slash And if they ask, how'd you hear about us? Make sure that you enter PODCATEERS. Um, am I forgetting anything? I know, probably. But that's okay because it's time to do this podcast thing. Here we go. This is episode two hundred and ninety-six of Podcatiers. Me 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 me.
2: Boom, boom, boom. I
1: don't think it's working very well. What? <laughs> Everything. My voice. <laughs> nothing's my throat, working. Nothing's
2: working. Uh, my my <laughs> voice will be rather bassy today as I'm a little under the weather myself.
1: Aww. Well, it doesn't sound like it.
2: Well, you sound great. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Me, on the other hand, <laughs> I don't think this is going to work out today.
2: Midlife puberty?
1: Something like that. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> I will say it goes really well with the random drooling that happens <laughs> with all of the wires in my mouth. So that's Jeez. a thing. I'm right in the middle of a meeting at work, and I'm trying to pose – Uh, a very serious topic or something that we really need implemented and all of a sudden just out of the (laughs) side of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, that's a thing now. Oh, man. That's a
0: good thing you're not a droid. I mean,
1: maybe that would be a better (laughs) thing right now. (laughs) It might be better. Hey, uh, right now that I was trying to sing, it actually reminded me of something. I don't know if either of you know about this. Gavin, you might actually really enjoy this show because I know we share this like weird, crazy love for TV shows that are spontaneous with music and dancing. Mm-hmm. But not sure if you've ever heard of it. I just saw the very first episode on Hulu a day ago. Uh, it's a show called Zoe's Infinite Playlist. Do you know this show?
2: No, I don't. Do yes. tell.
1: So the premise is... This young woman that lives in San Francisco, she's a coder for, like, a tech company, Mm -hmm. and her father has this, um, like, really rare ailment. And so she's concerned that she has it. She goes to get an MRI. There's an earthquake in the middle of the MRI, and all of a sudden, she kind of begins to hear people's thoughts, but they break Mm -hmm. out into song and dance to describe how they're feeling. And in the very first episode, they go into this huge dance number with the Beatles help.
2: (gasps) Oh, you have, I'm sold. Yeah. So (laughs) I cannot, I will tell you now, I
1: cannot vouch for how good the show is in general because I just saw this first episode. Sure. I'm intrigued and I will continue watching. I don't know how long I'm going to keep watching for, but as it stands for the first episode, Zoe's Infinite Playlist looks pretty good. It's on Hulu.
2: It's actually... uh, I'm looking it up now to add it to my list to give it a try. It's actually Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Oh,
1: Extraordinary Playlist. That's what it is. That's what it is. I'm adding it
2: to my list now.
1: Extraordinary. Yeah. So far, digging it. Uh, If any of you out there have seen it, uh, let us know what you think about it And, and whether it's worth continuing to watch it. I know that a lot of people's How they feel about shows can differ from person to person, but uh, this one I have high hopes for, and like I said, I know uh, as a gleek. Uh, (laughs) I think, uh, I think this uh, is right up your alley, sir. That's
2: hilarious. I'm actually currently rewatching Glee right now for the third time. Word.
1: (laughs) See? (laughs) Plus, you know, we were so enamored by High School Musical, the musical, the musical, the musical, the series musical. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, I'm waiting (laughs) for more, especially now that they're going to be doing Beauty and the Beast in the next season. Heck yeah. So. Yeah. uh, (laughs) okay um man so many things to talk about so little time but i mean i want to jump into armchair imagineering as quickly as possible this episode obviously because we're going to be armchair imagineering galaxy's edge a (laughs) land that just opened (laughs) less than a year ago and we're already waiting to tear it down and start from scratch
2: we we are so cocky
1: right Right? (laughs) I mean, look. Uh, I love it. I mean, this is how you test the waters. You figure Uh out what did and didn't work. And, uh, I mean, there are plenty of people out there that will argue that there's tons of things about Galaxy's Edge that don't always work. And so we're here to fix all of that-ish. Kind of. Maybe. Sort of.
0: You never know. You know, we got a good track record. Something might pop up within two weeks. And, <laughs> hey, we heard it here first.
2: <laughs> this will be the ultimate test of what we've, we've <laughs> more or less proven already. But this will be the ultimate test. Yeah. If, if we see movement in Galaxy's Edge, then we know that <laughs> we're missing paychecks.
1: Yeah, it, it is also <laughs> going to be interesting... Because obviously we're trying to keep these episodes, you know, within the hour, as short as possible. And uh, we've we've recorded additional content for these Armchair Imagineering episodes. And they've gone up specifically for the FGP squad uh, mm-hmm. up on Patreon. So mm-hmm. if some of those ideas from the Patreon one somehow end up in the park, that is going to be curiouser and mm-hmm. curiouser. Oh,
0: Mm -hmm. I didn't think about that. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So in case you guys are wondering, the FGP squad is an amazing group of listeners just like you that help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon. If you want a little more information on how you can sign up and what it's all about, you can head over to podcateers.com slash FGP for more information. To all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you, obviously, to all of you for your continued support because it's that support that help make these episodes possible. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I got to ask you guys a question because it seems that uh, this is now a yearly tradition for the Disney company. This last week we saw yet another price hike. Doesn't seem to be as bad as the previous price hikes. Um, However, this is the first time that a ticket uh, on a fairly crowded day or like a park hopper thing has gone over the $200 mark. Um, the latest, Whoa. the latest round of increases essentially did introduce a five-tier pricing plan for a single day, one park ticket. Uh, it's one hundred and four dollars for tier one. 114 for Tier 2, 124 for Tier 3, 139 for Tier 4, and $154 for Tier 5. Again, that is a single park. When you take into consideration that you're getting a park hopper, you are now well over $200. This is Man. obviously in anticipation of Avengers Campus opening this summer. Uh, thoughts on this latest price increase?
0: Just glad... Um it's not as bad as before cuz some of us have been hit with like maybe close to $200 price hikes for our passes overall yeah it has to happen and it's no one likes it it has to happen um again i'm just glad it's not so much for some of us for once
2: yeah the the prices it's interesting because i feel like the prices it, you know, it's it's supply and demand. Right. You know, and right. there's so much demand for these tickets that they can charge this much. Should they charge this much? I don't know. Do they need to to pay for everything? Possibly. I'm not sure. Uh, but it it is kind of sad that <clears throat> I feel like it is getting out of the range of. You know, a lot of families who, you know, just want to say, oh, hey, in a couple weekends, let's let's all go to Disneyland. And then there's these the sticker shock of what they're going to see might, you know, yeah. impede them from being able to do it. And and that makes me a little sad, um, you know, and all of the scheduling and like peak day pricing and, you know, the way they've pushed the calendar around to kind of even out the crowds. Mm-hmm. Really has only done one thing, and that has been to make the parks crowded year round. <laughs> you know, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And it it's it's interesting to see how it has evolved, and you know, it makes me want to. And we'll we'll talk about this later this year, but it makes me want to really discuss a third park. To kind of spread things out a little bit or even, you know, competitor parks in the area. I wish they would draw more crowds so that there's true competition for Disneyland um, to kind of even some of this out. Otherwise, this is the new reality. Uh, it's just it's crowded all the time.
1: Yeah. yeah, And and it is a huge hike between uh, what you would consider like a, a peak ticket to go into Disneyland versus mm-hmm. going into just Knott's Berry Farm down the street oh, yeah. you know Knott's Berry Farm I think has been doing a really good job of rehabbing their image over the past year or two and bringing in uh, a more entertainment they've you know cleaned up the park uh, I see a lot of people defecting from Disneyland to Knott's Berry Farm not necessarily because they don't enjoy the magic but because like you said when you think about pricing for a family of let's say five you're talking $320 to get into Knott's Berry Farm if you buy tickets online versus $770 for a single day at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. once you start factoring in parking and food for those five people and drinks and maybe a couple of souvenirs or whatever, you're you're well above that $1,000 mark in some cases. Yeah. You know, and that's not including some of the premium things that you can do, let's say, you know, like a Galaxy's Edge, which we're going to be talking about shortly in Armchair Imagineering. Um, yeah, like you said, Mel, this is obviously not as bad as some of the other price hikes that we've seen, but... Like you said, Gavin, it's a supply and demand thing, right? Uh, I think as Disney fans, we're we're always going to try to modify what we can in order to incorporate that magic into what we do and how we experience it. You know, the Flex plan has become such a popular option for a lot of people here in Southern California recently that even having to set an appointment to go to the park, which seems odd... (laughs) Right. Setting a reservation to get into, you know, this theme park. Uh, A lot of people, I'm hearing really great results from it and they don't mind taking that extra step to go a couple Mm -hmm. times a month. Overall, you know, we've said this before. I think this was part of the argument that I had last year when the price hike happened. Um, And and I want to throw out there, I I struggle paying these passes just like many other people do. Um, Same. But... When you take into consideration that $154 per day and what it breaks down to having a pass per month, if you go once or twice a month, you've basically paid that admission price, Mm -hmm. you know? So the fact that we're getting the opportunity to go day after day after day. Now, whether or not you do it, that's a different story. And so – coming down to a flex plan I think has been a really popular option Uh, it's an option that we're now considering for our own kids because they don't go as frequently as we do and who knows maybe next year if this happens again we might even consider it for ourselves
2: Yeah, you know Charlie actually has the flex pass Um, she's had it since August and Mm -hmm. she's been really happy with it Um, you know she goes a little less frequently than I do so it's been uh, just fine Um, Now, that being said, we are still in the first six months of that being a thing, really, you know. So as people's regular passes start running out and they start deciding between the two and more people opt for the flex, then it may become tougher to get the reservations, you know, for the visit you want to make a week from today or or two weeks from today. Right. Uh, but. As it stands now, it seems like it's a great deal. The th- the major thing that you miss out on is that free parking. And uh, you know, that's why we're keeping one signature pass in the house uh really for that cuz it that's a huge chunk right there, man. And
1: it doesn't seem like it, but parking can add up super quickly. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah, I mean, let us know what you think of this latest price hike. Uh, obviously, we do feel that, you know, any price hike happens for a reason. We're not always happy with that, obviously, because it does hit our pocketbooks just like it hit every, uh, hits everybody else's. But, you know, yeah. tell us how you feel when you try to rationalize it as, hey, this is how much my pass is costing me on a monthly basis. And this is how much a single day costs to get into the park. Is that a... a a way that you see it as well? And maybe it's just me trying to rationalize it like that. uh, Or do you see it differently? You know, especially if you don't have a pass and this is a single day visit for you or for family coming, you know, from out of state or something. Uh, during the conversation, let us know what you think over on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just search for Podcateers or on the website podcateers.com slash 296 is where you will find the blog post for this episode. So let us know what you think and we'll share it in an upcoming episode. Um, oh, Gavin. March Mayhem, mm-hmm. it's coming up, man. Oh, yeah. All the seating, I know you've been working behind the scenes to get all the seating done and get the bracket ready to roll so that I can map it out to post for everybody. How is that going?
2: Uh, Good, good, good. I, uh, I'm excited about our topic this year, uh, probably more than I was about last year's, uh, because I like talking about different eras of Disney animation and... You know, which did it best and, you know, which era has the most meat to dig into. And so I love this competition. I'm very excited to see what our
1: listeners think of it as well. Nice. Mel, if you could predict who's going to take the entire tournament this year. So give me two answers. Give me your who you want to win and who you think is going to win.
0: Okay. Um. I thought about this a little bit more, and I st- still think it's going to be Cinderella. Ooh, I don't know wow. why. Cinderella's going to take I, the I whole thing, why.
1: is what you're saying. I,
0: I, don't, I don't know. I just... She's got a big following. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we the castle's in Florida. So, huge, huge following. So, we may see that. The only thing I could see happening is a... um. Mm. Let's say if we were to have something... Recent, hmm, that's a good question. Dang, I I don't know. I'm stumped on Cinderella. Okay, Wh-
2: which which one do you want to win? Is it
1: Sleeping Beauty? Oh, Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, I, figured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, with the pool that Cinderella is going to be having this year, obviously celebrating seventy years since the release of Disney's version of Cinderella. That might Mm -hmm. actually help Cinderella's odds. The castle at Walt Disney World is going to be getting a little bit of pixie dust, you know, over the next few weeks. They're going to be painting it. You know, they're going to be adding some more blues. They're going to be adding gold to the turrets. And it's just going to be more magical looking, Mm -hmm. very much inspired by the castle that's in the film. So there's going to be that connection that people have with Cinderella this year. So. I'm inclined to agree with you. Uh, Gavin, uh, but I'm not going to completely. Gavin, uh, who do you want to win and who do you think is going to take it?
2: Uh, I want Pinocchio to win, obviously. Uh, I can guarantee Pinocchio will not win. Uh, (laughs) Do you think Pinocchio will
1: even make it past the first round?
2: I think it will because of the seeding. I think it will. Uh, But I could... Easily see um, either to me, I feel like it's either going to be something like Peter Pan or something from the Renaissance, like uh, Little Mermaid or Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. That's my gut instinct, although I will not be surprised at the unrelenting push behind Frozen that Frozen could win it all.
1: Oh, really? I mean, are we saying I mean, that Frozen, Frozen is Frozen kind of a are, dark are, horse? Yes. Or maybe a light a,
2: horse? A light I water mean. horse? <laughs> uh, I mean, Frozen and Frozen 2 are the number three and number two animated films of all time, box office-wise. So, I mean, there's a huge, huge amount of popularity behind them. So I wouldn't be surprised. you know. Now, based on our listener base, I, I don't feel like... We have a a strong frozen crowd, but I could be wrong.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's what I want to see is the results. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It it is going to be interesting. One thing I will agree on is I kind of feel like something from the Renaissance is going to take the entire thing. Uh, Obviously, if I had to choose, I would say it's Beauty and the Beast. However... I think it's going to be between Little Mermaid or Aladdin that's going to take Ooh, the entire thing. Interesting. I think those are the top two contenders because uh, if you do think about the demographic that we generally tend to hit, uh, a lot of us grew up in the same era. And those yeah. were films that really uh, a lot of us connected with growing up. So... Uh, I I don't think I hate to say this, Gavin. I'm so sorry, but I don't think the Lion King is gonna have the roar power to bring it up and take the win.
2: That's dumb. Um,
1: but uh, I <laughs> do think that Aladdin or the Little Mermaid are going to have, you know, uh, what it takes, you know, to take the entire tournament this year. So it will be interesting to see where we land at the end of this whole thing. Totally. Um, more information on March. Mayhem is going to be coming up very soon Uh, the the seating is essentially done and now it's just time to put the graphics together And uh, post them for everyone to see Uh, I believe that uh, March 1st is actually a Sunday, so we're gonna be starting this on March 2nd So stay tuned for that. We're just uh, about two weeks away or under two weeks away from the release of this episode I'm excited. We'll put up our official predictions on the website. Once it's live with the bracket, you'll be able to see daily updates on that bracket as well. So that is coming. Let's get excited. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have to come up with like a March Mayhem type hashtag for just like that excitement or something. Heck yeah. (laughs) Mm Hmm. Okay, uh, we are going to be talking about Galaxy's Edge Armchair Imagineering very soon. There's a new dining package that's coming in the next couple of weeks. And before we get into that, we're going to take a short break for a word from our sponsors. So we'll be back in just a moment. Today's episode is brought to you with support from FreshBooks. FreshBooks. You know, many years ago, I started doing some freelance work, taking photos for businesses, realtors, engagement sessions, and family photos. One thing that I always struggled with, though, was finding a good solution for invoicing, and that's where FreshBooks came in. FreshBooks is the easy-to-use invoicing software designed to help freelancers and small business owners get organized, save time invoicing, and get paid faster. They offer super simple solutions that let you create and send professional-looking invoices in seconds. On top of that, FreshBooks offers great ways to track time worked, create estimates and quotes, you can run reports to see how you're doing, process payments, and if you ever have any questions, their award-winning support team is there to help. If you're always on the move, don't worry, FreshBooks also has easy-to-use mobile apps for iOS and Android. Getting started with FreshBooks is extremely simple. You can try it free for 30 days by going to gofreshbooks.com slash podcateers. You can also find a link in the post for this episode on our website. Also, make sure to enter podcateers if they ask you, how did you hear about us? If you're looking for a way to help your business grow, help you with invoicing and billing, get organized and more, FreshBooks is there to help. So give it a shot and check out some of the great features that FreshBooks has to offer. That link, again, is gofreshbooks.com slash PodKeteers. It's time to get back to the show, but we'd like to thank FreshBooks for their support. Thank you very much to the sponsor of this episode. Thank you to the folks over at FreshBooks. We appreciate their support in, uh, in making these episodes of Podketeers happen. So as we talked about just a moment ago, there's a new dining package coming, isn't there, Mel?
0: There is. We have a new package for Magic Happens that will be debuting. Wow, hold on. That'll be debuting <laughs> at the end of this month.
2: To be fair, there is and a T in there. It's just silent. <laughs> <laughs> there is. You know,
0: I can't say certain words. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this will take place at the Plaza Inn. And um, from what I understand, it's one lunch entree, one drink, one voucher. And um, you get your credentials, which is Pretty cool. Um, you get a really cool spot for about forty dollars in total, including your um your meal.
2: That's not bad.
0: Yeah, even the. Um, Does it
2: include the dessert? No. Oh, they got a dessert in the picture though.
0: That's terrible. You know what? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but it doesn't say in the in, You know. Yeah, it doesn't say the, it in the description. What it includes, so mm. maybe. I'm just going by what I'm reading. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, it's 40 for adults, and it's 25 for kids. Do you know where the so reserved
2: keep... seating area is for this package? Behind the trees. Shut up. Yes. <laughs> no, it's not. It's got to be at the hub, Behind right? the like walls. <laughs> in the center of no. the hub?
0: Um, most likely they're in the front of the hub. Um, mm-hmm. I'm thinking facing the castle.
2: Well, the parade won't go in front of the castle, though. It's for the castle, or the parade, oh, right? Oh, you're Right. So it'll be probably facing Matterhorn, so you can see them come coming, and then you can see them make the turn and go down
1: Main yeah. Street, right? That would be my guess. Yes, yes. This was specifically you, you why correct. they got rid of the French fries in Tomorrowland. Oh, you, oh, you think it's going to be in that area? I think so. I think it's going to be the outside of the essentially hub. angled okay. out of Plaza mm. Inn, uh, just looking straight at the castle. But I feel like it's- it's going to, mm. part of the reason that they cleared out that area is for, one, it's easier to walk through there, but I think the dining package is going to be out in that corner of Plaza Inn. Got it.
0: So, one thing I am seeing, I didn't know. I thought this was going to be like for, you know, later as well. It's only between the times of 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. Oh,
1: interesting. Oh, Those
2: and are the your reservations. times probably at 3.30, right? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. That makes sense. So yeah. I, I was looking at, at what you posted, Mel. It looks like yes, uh you will get dessert with this. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: That's not a bad deal then, I don't think.
1: Yeah. I for mean not having is...
2: to like wait around and like camp out in a spot. You just get to go eat a True. casual lunch and then you've got your spot reserved for you. That's not
1: and bad. What is uh what is a common <laughs> meal at Plaza Inn cost? Like what are we looking at? If we got like a good chicken dinner or like it's a good chicken lunch, 15,
2: like Twenty. 20? Twenty bucks, twenty yeah. bucks,
1: yeah. So about twenty bucks to also include dessert, which is generally somewhere between five to eight dollars, depending on what you right. get. So you're looking at a good like twenty five dollars for food. So you know, fifteen dollars for a reserved seat. It's not horrible. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. too bad. Yeah. If once you kind of break down what you're getting, it's not too bad. Uh, yeah. I think. For the first couple of weekends, especially, it's going to be difficult to find a spot. Especially considering that I think it feels like this parade has been highly anticipated. You know, it yes, it, it's something yes. that we haven't had at Disneyland in quite some time. Sensational carried that flag for a really long time, and a lot of us really enjoyed Sensational. But after getting a preview of Magic Happens at the D23 Expo. Uh, It seems like it's going to be a really, really fun parade. Uh, A lot of the floats that we've posted on the Instagram account, uh, which we'll reshare in a story in in case you haven't seen the concept art for that. You know, we talked about how organic looking and how like flowy it is. Mm -hmm. So we are looking forward to seeing the parade in person. Uh, Gavin, not being a parade guy, will this one entice you to at least see it once? Or are you going to book it to the attractions like you normally do?
2: Yeah, no, it, it looks very interesting and, and to be fair, I've seen all of the recent parades You know, I've given them their due And and specifically stopped and watched all of them um, At least once But usually only once, <laughs> to be honest But I, I, yeah, I'll definitely give it a shot and, and check it out uh, I am actually really intrigued by this uh, little package I think it's a good uh, deal And... You know, Disneyland, it's always harder to see the parades in Disneyland than it is in DCA. It's easier to find a a good viewing spot in DCA just because of general crowd levels. Uh, So this is really enticing. I could actually see myself getting this little package and um, having a, a VIP seat for the parade.
1: Yeah, Ooh. I almost see them <laughs> extending something like this over to Fantasia Gardens or the, the little um, oh, yeah. small world mall that we have mm-hmm. like yeah. where the steps are, are elevated. Mm-hmm. However, there aren't many eateries over there. So it would be interesting if they started to cater like out of the Red Rose Tavern or yeah. something else that's in there. Uh, I think would be a really viable option to bring some of that same experience past the castle uh, in case more people want something like this,
2: definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, cool. Um, well, if either one of you get a chance to try that, let me know how it goes. I'm curious how that food is. Uh, honestly, it looks like a very small portion compared to the hazen portions of food that I like to uh, partake <laughs> in. Uh, but it does look yummy. Mm-hmm. So there is that. Uh, it's or some if of the anyone best places to eat. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, normally I just go for the chicken. You can't go wrong with Plaza in chicken. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of my go-to there. Okay. uh, It's time. It's time for Armchair Imagineering. This is one of our favorite segments of the podcast. And this month we're taking on Galaxy's Edge. Like we mentioned earlier, yes, we know that it hasn't even been open a year, but we're ready to level the whole thing and spend another $2 billion of Bobby's money rebuilding everything the way that we want it. So a uh, question that we ask every single time, obviously, how many ideas do each of you have? Because I have like one. One? Three. Okay, I'll maybe more it. than on, one. Guys.
2: I've got five.
1: How dare you, sir? Make us look <laughs> They're not bad. all
2: huge. No. They're not all e-tickets.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So in in all fairness, I do have more than one. I have about eight different ideas. Okay. Uh, but, I want to hear but them. But of those eight ideas, um, a lot of them I've talked about in previous episodes. So I kind of want to talk a little bit more about that. Um mm-hmm. And then sure. other stuff is kind of rehashing a couple of ideas, but- uh, so what we'll do is we'll present maybe our main one or two ideas. We'll see how that goes and then for the FGP squad we'll continue talking about those ideas just to kind of keep the episode as short as possible. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. Cool. Go
0: for it. Alright, so, so get Gavin, that trophy. Kick us off
1: then. Oh whatever.
2: <laughs> so we're gonna start we're gonna start with our headliners, right? And then do the rest after, or how do you want to yeah. do it? yeah yeah okay all right so um the thing that i'm going to start off with is a piggyback from an idea from a listener that we got uh way back in our critter country uh episode and i i want to say it was albert i can't totally remember but i feel like it was listener albert um who had the idea represent uh yeah exactly Mm -hmm. who had the idea of uh a Star Wars restaurant on that end of Galaxy's Edge just beyond the Hungry Bear, right? Yeah. Well, I loved that idea, and I totally agree. I feel like there's not a great um, sit-down table service restaurant in Galaxy's Edge, and I think that's the one kind of missing ingredient, no pun intended. So (laughs) um, my main idea is a place I'm calling the Galaxy Diner. And I mm, totally nice. stole that name from a restaurant that I loved as a kid that existed in Salt Lake City as a, when I grew up. It was this uh, retro, old-timey, uh, like, 1950s diner. Called McDonald's? Called the Galaxy <laughs> Diner. <laughs> and uh, it was my favorite place I Had a jukebox. They made all the flavored Cokes and shakes and, uh, you know, your, your regular diner food. It's kind of like flows in a lot of ways. But this one is not going to be like a retro 1950s American diner. I'm just stealing the name. This is actually going to be similar to a restaurant that they have in Disney World, which I love, which is they've got this drive-in movie uh, yes. theater there, right? Uh-huh. A restaurant. And that's what I want, except it's going to be a Star Wars theme. So ah. it's, it's the Galaxy Diner. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is going to be the the hot spot for all the junkers and scavengers and smugglers and resistance fighters in the area. Uh, this is where they kind of kick back and congregate, uh, eat food together, and just revel in you know all the things that they do. Uh, your, your booths are going to be your very own land speeder or some such similar vehicle. So it's like you're sit you drove in in your little land speeder and you're pulling in to watch a a movie and have dinner, you know, with your sweetheart or whoever. Um, so it's going to, it's going to have that kind of feel, but you're going to be surrounded by star Wars, uh, props and, uh, you know, it's just going to feel like you're in a, A local place from a Star Wars film. And of course, there'll be big screens and you'll be watching Star Wars movies. Um, And then you'll get to uh, imbibe drinks and taste the fare from around the galaxy far, far away. Um, You know, I think they have... Some great ideas with the foods in um, Docking Bay 7 and in Oronto Roasters and even in Oga's Cantina. But I feel like we this is where I want to kind of bring in more flavors of the galaxy and really, um, you know, have a real a lot a lot more actual like Star Wars references. And that's going to kind of be the theme of a lot of my ideas is. Injecting more like familiar Star Wars into Galaxy's Edge, um, nice. And, and I'll and I'll say it's because of this. This is the one thing that I see as a potential limit down the road for Smugglers, um, not Smugglers Run, for uh, Galaxy's Edge, and that is the fact that they've kind of locked in the story to a particular point in the Star Wars timeline. And it's the only, it's really the only time they've done that in a land, you know, like when Star Wars came into Tomorrowland and we had a bunch of different Star Wars things, it didn't matter if you saw Kylo Ren and Darth Vader, you know, because it wasn't locked into a certain timeline. And I think that that may cause some limitations for what they would ever change or update about Smug. Uh, I keep saying smug is wrong. Uh, Galaxy's Edge, uh, because, you know, they, they placed it so squarely between two movies and, you know, only the characters that would exist in the Star Wars universe at that time are showing up. And, you know, I, I kind of want to expand that. I want to blow that up like the Death Star and say, OK, no, this is just a place where some events in Star Wars happened. But, you know, it could be any point in the timeline. We're not we don't have to lock it in. So anyway. First idea, Galaxy Diner, drive in your land speeder, have a meal, watch
1: some Star Wars. Nice. 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 <laughs> so. I
0: I love it. Do you imagine Sorry. like the
1: vehicles, like just cutouts? Uh, like I'm imagining cutouts of a bunch of star speeders and the different vehicles just kind of all outlined where it looks like they're all pod racing. <laughs> and they're all racing for the food up at the front, but they're just kind of tables and booths.
2: Well, it's it's I don't know if you've seen pictures of the, the restaurant in uh, Disney World that I'm referring to, but it's like it's like you get into an actual vehicle and it, it's just set up like a booth inside a vehicle. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So I want them to all be different at Kind of like uh, Rollick and Roadsters. Every single vehicle is a little different. They got different styling, different designs, different you know luggage on the back or something, um, you know. And you know everybody's just pulled into their parking spot basically uh, to watch a, a drive-in movie, and it happens to be you know A New Hope or yeah Attack of the Clones.
1: So you're envisioning full vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I am I was under the impression that the restaurant at Walt Disney World had like the front cutout of the vehicle and then the back of it was the booth that you were sitting in,
2: No. which is kind is... of how I'm no. imagining this thing. I didn't realize yeah. that they
1: were entire vehicles you yep. were sitting in. Yeah. yeah, yeah That's yeah, yeah, rad. Yeah. I actually like that. Yeah,
2: and it'll look like it's floating, you know, like you won't see the legs. They'll be hidden. And it's That's it's going to cool. be indoors, so you're going to see a galaxy of stars above you. And, you know, maybe like uh, every once in a while, a a ship will fly over like an X-Wing. I'll just make a little buzz over the top of (laughs) you.
0: It's not going to do a -a peekaboo.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not not like opening day. No pass. (laughs) Uh, And and yeah. And then they'll just it'll look like it's an actual drive in where they've got big movie screens too, where they're showing you these movies. And, uh, you know, you could get served by. Fighter pilots who are just picking up some part-time hours at the movie theater because that's because cool. you know work is short for Resistance fighter pilots or something you know like you can throw all kinds of story into it because that's what I like about Galaxy's Edge is that you get to see kind of some of the real places that would exist in these. Star Wars locations that you don't necessarily get to see, you know, like seeing the mechanic shop and, you know, seeing where they manufacture droids and things like that. I think it's all part of the coolness that I do like about Galaxy's Edge. And this would just be Mm -hmm. adding to that. That is
1: awesome. You know, one thing so, that they could do if you have stars all over the the, the ceiling and the walls and stuff like that mm-hmm. is that every time that they're going to show a new film, somebody can just make an announcement and say, okay, everybody, hold on. We're about to hit light speed into the next galaxy to watch our next film. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, all the stars surrounding you just hit light <gasps> speed or hyperspeed, yeah. And it just feels like That's they blow cool. wind at everybody and it looks like you just like jetted into another galaxy for the next film. That would be
2: super cool.
0: I was going to say, if we could add something to the cars, that's the one thing I wish that the vehicles in the cafe were to have like some interaction to it. Mm -hmm. So imagine you could like press buttons. You won't distract everybody else, but you guys will be able to hear it. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. It could be
2: like, um, I don't know if you guys have been to any of these movie theaters where they actually wait on you at your seats. And it could be like that where you could have like a control panel or something and you push a button for, you know, service to come and, you know, Mm -hmm. refill your drinks or whatever it is. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I I think that'd be awesome to be able to do that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I have something similar in my idea, which I'll be talking about later. So I'm pretty excited about it. Very cool. Awesome, dude. (laughs) Super cool idea, uh, especially considering that I do feel that Galaxy's Edge... Needs another restaurant that's more of a sit-down experience and is more than just the docking bay seven that we have yeah. there. Which I think yeah. the food there is super tasty. Uh, it's probably, in my opinion, the best food that they have uh, on Batu, but it, it does really need like that restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, experience. So yeah. awesome idea, awesome. Uh, Mel, what about you?
0: Yeah. All right. So disclaimer, <laughs> everyone knows I. <laughs> And stuff. So (laughs) (laughs) let's just throw it out there.
2: It's the Jar Jar Binks
1: dance party. Yes. Oh, God, no. (laughs) It's on. Let's do it. Lisa liked that idea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I'm calling this party at Oga's, and I'm just thinking this Imagining being inside the hottest place, you know. The hottest hangout you really can't go in there unless you have a reservation so let's take it up just one level and what if we were to interact with DJ Rex with the technology that world of color has on the fun wheel mm. bring it inside Oga's
2: mm-hmm.
0: and this is what I would love to see if you guys are familiar with like Mario Party, and you know how you could get about what, f- uh, four people, so let's say it's six, ten, whoever. Let's say you guys are playing these different games while the you know song is playing or whatnot. I think it'd be cool to have, like, let's say your prize. You collect all these points and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Certain amount of points unlocks certain things. So let's say this unlocks, you get to control the lights or you get to control the atmosphere. Next level, you get to have a shout out by DJ Rex. Ooh, nice. Um, however, the shout out. We're to tell are, you
1: it's Melissa's birthday. <laughs> I
0: was going to say, they have to be like pre-recorded because if they're custom i don't want people to abuse it so we got to be safe oh yeah well
1: they could be um, they could have somebody screening them right yeah oh
0: yeah yeah, yeah. totally um
2: so he doesn't say it's Doohead's head's birthday <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> or worse <laughs>
0: <laughs> think of it like that we have our own little wi-fi inside the cantina you can't Get it from outside. Sorry, everybody. I know we want Wi-Fi Disneyland, but for this, we just gotta have it inside. So I was just thinking about a different way to make August Cantina just a little bit more exclusive. So,
2: so are you gonna, are you that. gonna put up a, a red velvet rope out front and, and have Ooh. and have a real bouncer?
0: <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs>
2: I imagine that it's like like after nine, this becomes like. Night at the Roxbury, Star
1: Wars style. <laughs> oh man, I can imagine just uh, two aliens just bopping their head yep. at an angle.
0: Yeah, what is
2: love, love? <laughs> what are these
1: galactic tunes? So great. That's oh. awesome.
2: I I do dig it. I think that's a cool idea. <laughs> uh,
1: so, <clears throat> my idea actually is fairly similar. To that idea and takes a little bit of what Gavin was talking about. Um, so, my idea actually is something, if it was ever created, is something I may never get a chance to actually enjoy. Uh, and that is because I feel that if you are another planet and let's say that you're royalty, you know, from another galaxy, where would you go? Possibly not Ogus Cantina. Mm-hmm. but I believe that Batu needs a special section slash restaurant slash bar that is like Club 33 on Earth at Disneyland but its own private club inside of Batu on mm-hmm. a different planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, of instead of
2: 1901, it could be the 1977.
1: Yes. So I yes. thought about that. And <laughs> or the <laughs> THX
2: blah, blah, blah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I actually thought about this, and I couldn't I couldn't come up with, with a name, and it wasn't until earlier today when I was thinking about this that it struck me. Um, I did think about making it numeric. I didn't think of, you know, the 1970s or anything. Uh, I thought about where are we on this timeline? But instead of taking that route, I wanted the antithesis of something that we're already familiar with in the Star Wars universe. And something that has popped up for us to consume that we never got a chance to go to, by the way, is, of course, the scum and villainy bar. This, of course, being (laughs) the antithesis would be the nobility and virtue lounge. So completely, completely different spectrum. Some of you may remember that when they were releasing some of the concept art for Galaxy's Edge there was a different type of restaurant slash bar art that was out there that doesn't look like Oga's Cantina. It doesn't right. look like any of the restaurants. Um, the idea behind the, the Nobility and Virtue Lounge would be that you have not just cast members uh, or like the citizens of Batuu, but you would actually have decked out aliens serving you. Making your drinks, walking around, like, you know, taking your orders. Uh, once you place your order, you have a droid roll around and bring you your drink because they somehow give you like a little NFC chip that tells the droid where to take the drinks that you just got ordered. So there's going to be a lot of technology, a lot of the same RFID tech that we're seeing with some of the Kyber crystals and the the holocrons and all of that integrated into the Nobility and Virtue Lounge. Uh, I think that it, w- it should obviously have uh, some food. Uh, it should have its own chef the same way that Club 33 has its own chef now. But overall, I, I really do think that you know, Galaxy's Edge, I think, is is an amazing land in itself. But overall, there isn't a lot to do back there, you know, even with the two mm-hmm. attractions. And that's actually something I'm going to be talking about, you know, on the FGP side of the episode. But I think that if it had this extra exclusive experience, that it would just raise it up a notch. That, you know... it it kind of needs right now to give it that injection of adrenaline.
2: I love it. Uh, I have questions. Sure. What gives it its exclusivity? Is it an extension of 33 or is it a new exclusive club?
1: No, I would say that it's an extension of 33 and 1901. It's just on another planet.
2: Okay. Okay so it's another part awesome. of the park that i'll never get invited to got it which
1: Thanks. which is why i started off saying <laughs> that i if this ever happened i don't think i'm ever gonna go because oh, i don't man. get invited to know. cool experiences like that really
2: <laughs> that's why um uh flynn's user gateway in tomorrowland will be open to all
1: yeah yeah <laughs> that would be no, good.
2: I, I love this idea though and i agree and and, I, you know, I remember that artwork that you're talking about. And I think we're seeing some of that play out more at the Star Wars Hotel in yeah.
0: um, Florida. Yeah.
2: That's what it reminded me of. Um, but having an exclusive spot here, I would be I would not be surprised if there is a secret like VIP spot for like. Iger and Co somewhere in Galaxy's Edge already in
0: the spires. You no. Know, yeah, somewhere. Yeah. But <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, it'd be really neat. And it would it would be cool. You mentioned the spires, but it'd be really cool in one of the taller buildings. Like if it was up high, kind of yeah. like 33. So you could look down on on the, you know, the common folk in the land. Uh, that could be really neat. Yeah. Did you think about a location?
1: I did. You know how when you're lining up to get into Ogus Cantina, you're mm-hmm. up against the... Like there's a wall, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Along that wall, there's actually a staircase that leads up to a door. And I've always wondered, what is in that door? And as yep. far as I'm concerned, that's a broom closet or whatever, a Florgan, whatever they call it on that planet. Mm, yes. <laughs> but yeah. if it's not a Florgan closet, and that is indeed another room, what if all of those walls are one-way walls like a one-way mirror and what you Mm. actually have is like a break room (laughs) or a lounge that doesn't allow you to see in because of the reflection that the sun casts on there and because of the paint but from the inside you're seeing all of batu yeah
0: dude that is awesome Uh,
1: yeah i uh
2: i dig it and i'm looking at the uh i'm looking at the satellite imagery of Galaxy's Edge right now and behind that is ample room for a large scale restaurant. So um yeah.
0: <laughs> We're already so, so it out. is a
1: Fliegen Florgan closet.
2: It's it's a really big Fliegen Florgan closet, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, so those are the three ideas that we want to throw out there for Galaxy's Edge. You know what do you guys think is there anything that you would like to see from those three ideas would you like to see all of them implemented inside of galaxy's edge we'd love for you to join the conversation and let us know how you feel which one you like you know how would you modify the ideas you know to enhance them and make them better uh those are some of the coolest comments we get a chance to read obviously when you take our ideas and you just expand on them Uh, i love seeing those comments You can join the conversation over on Facebook, Instagram, or on Twitter. Just search for PodKeteers, Or you can head over to podcateers.com slash 296 and leave your comment there. So we're going to be wrapping up this episode. And we are going to continue this conversation for the FGP squad. FGP squad, make sure that you log into Patreon to listen to the other half of this episode. Uh, Closing thoughts before we wrap up this part of our armchair Imagineering for Galaxy's Edge.
2: Um, I'm going to say my closing thought is get in on the FGP squad because... Um, I myself am bringing another attraction, more musical offerings, um, and so much more in the next segment. And you won't want to miss it.
1: Nice. I thought yeah. about another attraction. I just have. Uh, oh, I, I want to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Mel, closing <laughs> thoughts.
0: I'm just excited to keep going. I am. <laughs>
1: nice. All right, so that's it. We're going to be wrapping up this episode. Again, FGP Squad, make sure to check for the link on Patreon to listen to the other part of this episode. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a great week, everyone.
0: Bye.
2: Made you look.